Hi, this is Ben Baker, and this is my Creator Session. Today, we're going to delve into the high-pressure situation of photographing the world's most powerful and connected people. How do you manage presidents in the Oval Office? How do you make split-second decisions that will determine the success of a magazine that month? How do you deal with personalities like Warren Buffett, the richest man in the world, and trade out a $2.85 root beer float for an extra 10 minutes? How do you manage Ron Howard and get him to stand still in the middle of a swarming sea of New Yorkers going on their commute for the day? How do you take chances? How do you succeed? How do you fail? And how do you get back up when you do make mistakes? And how do you build a journey and a path that you're proud of? friend, Haley Janicek here. I am the host and producer of Convert Kids series, Creator Sessions. And in this episode of the Creator Session podcast, I get to recap our episode with the incredibly talented Ben Baker. Ben is a world-renowned photographer who's become well-known for his work photographing quite literally the most powerful people in the world but he is so much more than just that. This episode of Creator Sessions has to be one of my favorites and I can't wait to share with you why. All right, friend, let me tell you a little bit about Ben Baker and why we booked him. So Ben spent his childhood in both South Australia and the Northern Territory of Australia. And when he was young, he was fortunate enough to travel to these remote communities with his father for work. And he said that those early adventures ignited a deep interest in the possibilities of exploring and documenting the richness of our shared humanity through photography. Isn't that kind of beautiful? But after he finished school, he traveled to New York City, where he became a full-time assistant to the Annie Leibowitz. And what's funny is that when Ben talks about Annie, he like so casually drops her name, kind of like she's just a regular photographer. And I remember being totally taken aback by that. But I learned later that there's some really important significance to that. Following that experience, he continued to assist some of contemporary photography's most relevant and respected figures, including the Mary Ellen Mark and even Harry Benson. He talks about his experiences with these icons quite a bit in this episode. It's pretty spectacular to hear those stories. Ben says that his primary objective is to have a subject feel that our shared experiences translate to images that connect us all. He has also photographed the last five sitting presidents. Like what? That is pretty incredible. All that said, first and foremost, I booked Ben because of his unbelievable talent and his lengthy career as an iconic creator. But secondly, I booked him because he's a dear friend and a mentor to our very own filmmaker, Henry Tong. So let me introduce Henry to the podcast because there is no one better or more qualified to talk about the value that Ben can add to the creator economy. And for Henry, as a mentee of Ben, he has just spoken so highly of him over the years that I had to meet him. I wanted to share his story But here is Henry talking a little bit about his experience with Ben over the years. So I met Ben in 2017 
when I reached out to him to profile him for Makers Who Inspire, uh, which is a web series of short documentaries on YouTube that I used to make, where I profiled artists who inspired me and who I was a fan of. Fun fact, that series is actually how I started working with ConvertKit. One of my teammates at ConvertKit, Isa, saw the films that I had made there, and she was thinking about making a documentary series for the company as well, and actually had my films pinned onto her mood board, I believe. But anyway, the reason I reached out to Ben was because of how inspired I was by him and also by his work. I was still living in Australia at the time, and I reached out to Ben after reading a story about him in the local newspaper. I saw all the amazing people he had worked with, and I found his photos so striking and so stunning, both because of who was in them, but also because of the way that he composed them and the way that he um, incorporated the subjects space and workplace and character into the setting of the images. They just told such interesting stories and really knocked you on your ass <laughs> uh, as soon as you saw them. They were brilliant. As a photographer myself and someone who's always been interested in history, I had so many questions for Ben. Technical questions, as well as questions about craft. Like, how do you even interact with the President of the United States? How do you even get a good photo out of that, that interaction? It just feels like it would be such, such a nerve-wracking experience. Plus, even before I met him, uh, I had this dream uh, I imagined of what it must be like to accompany him on a shoot in Washington, D.C. How cool would that be? But I hadn't even like met him yet. This was just something that I was playing with um, in my head. But most of all, uh, I found Ben's journey so inspiring. He came from the same small Aussie city that I did, and he worked his way up to living in New York City uh, and photographing amazing people and for huge publications like Time Magazine and Fortune and Politico. I looked at him and it was kind of like proof that it was possible, you know? Because growing up in a city like Adelaide, which is where we're both from, it's hard to imagine people going on to accomplish things like that. I had this dream of moving to New York City for the longest time, as long as I can remember, really, and to see someone who came from a similar place that I did manage to accomplish that, and in the creative industries, and working with high-profile people, which was a dream of mine at the time, was so, so inspiring. When he replied to me and when I actually met him, I was blown away as well by how gracious he was and how willing he was to work with me. He was every bit as incredible, knowledgeable, and inspiring as I had imagined him to be. So we ended up working together on this documentary, and I accompanied him to a bunch of shoots in Australia, New York, and Washington, D.C. over four months culminating in a day at the U.S. Capitol photographing senators for Politico magazine. I still consider the resulting film one of the best I have ever made. Over the years, Ben and I have remained friends, and we've remained in touch, and he's given me so much guidance and wisdom that was really invaluable 
both in my career as well as when I myself moved to New York City in 2019. So when we started producing creator sessions, I knew that we just had to book Ben. The wisdom and knowledge he has is the kind you can only get after decades of experience. And I knew that the creators who watch our series, as well as the creators who use our product at ConvertKit, would benefit greatly from even just a sliver of it, just like I did. Ben has seen so much change in his career, from the days when uh, magazines and actual physical publications were huge, and when budgets for those shoots were, were massive, till now when, you know, everything is digital and people can't even fathom buying a physical magazine. And as someone who's managed to ride through uh, decades in a career like that and stay productive and prolific and continue, you know, producing amazing work, I knew that he must have such amazing lessons that the people who watch our series and the people who use ConvertKit would find extremely valuable. All right, let's move on to my favorite lessons that came from this creator session. This first lesson kicks off with an overview of Ben's career, but then it ends with maybe the most important lesson of the episode, I think. Have a listen. So my career path was a really interesting journey from Adelaide, Australia, where I was obsessed with printing in the darkroom at high school to uh, getting rejected for community college. I thought my life in photography was over at 17. Um, but of course, I got a job as a photo assistant in Australia in different cities. And then I had enough of working, so I decided to go backpacking in South America for a year um, and then came off jungle time to, to New York. And I'm very, 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 very lucky. And I got a job working for Annie Leibovitz at Vanity Fair. And I uh, got th put through the school of hard knocks and traveling around America on very, very tough photo shoots and advertising campaigns. And I made the decision to start my own journey as a photographer. I was always taking pictures, but then to sort of say no to assisting work. Um, and it was quite challenging, but I built my way up and worked for, for magazine editors on small shoots and did my best to succeed at those. And then I got more, more shoots, bigger shoots, bigger opportunities, bigger responsibilities. Um, and then I sort of got known as photographing powerful people, mostly in the political and business fields. Um, and then my career sort of took off and I was on you know, covers of magazines and advertising campaigns. Before I knew it, I had a studio and a team. Um, and then like every business, things go up and things come down and I sort of downsized. And I'm now sort of on a path of working on a better balance of personal and commercial work. I have images in my mind that through my career really inspired me on my journey as a creative photographer. One of the images that always had inspired me was a portrait of a young Abraham Lincoln taken by Matthew Brady in New York, just down the street from where my studio was. And I was always inspired by that. And it also reminded me that it's now our turn and it was my turn to photograph the then leaders of our country um, to be able to, to inspire the next generation. So whilst we see images that are important in American history, we are here now, it's our turn to create images that can inspire people down the lines. All right, I really want to lean into what Ben says at the end of this clip. So let's just isolate the last part of that clip once more so I can really cement this into our frame of thinking. 
One of the images that always had inspired me was a portrait of a young Abraham Lincoln taken by Matthew Brady in New York, just down the street from where my studio was. And I was always inspired by that. And it also reminded me that it's now our turn and it was my turn to photograph the then leaders of our country to be able to, to inspire the next generation. So whilst we see images that are important in American history, we are here now, it's our turn to create images that can inspire people down the lines. He says, it's our turn. And then he goes on to say, to create images that can inspire people down the line. But what I really want you to hear is that it's our turn. I mean, how good is that truly though? If you are a creator out there listening to this, really think about that. It's your turn, friend. Take control of the opportunities that surround you and really lean into your creative work because it has the potential to inspire future generations. All right, moving on to lesson number two. And this lesson will remind you that a creative career will absolutely, without a doubt, come with both successes and failures. But when you have done the work to overcome those challenges, your creativity and career will have the room it needs to flourish. And I know that might sound cheesy, but I truly believe that it's true. When I think of images that I've taken that had the biggest impact on my career, obviously we all like to talk about our successes, but we also have failures. I was assigned as a very young photographer to go to the Toronto Film Festival and photograph A-list actors, had to walk into rooms and direct the world's most famous actors. And I was pretty intimidated. I probably was a little young for the shoot. Um, And I came back from Toronto really sort of upset and scared and frightened that I had failed to direct these very powerful people and, and didn't have the confidence in my own skills. And I thought my career as a portrait photographer was over. I had a choice. Do I stop being a portrait photographer or do I find a way to succeed? And a friend of mine who's an actor suggested I study improv comedy And I thought that was a silly idea at the start, but I gave it a try. I ended up finding that training gave me the ability and the confidence to take on powerful people, to deal with actors, and to be confident in your own skills because the golden rule of improv is yes and, to be positive and to build on a problem. You can take a problem as as, as an end of the road, or you can find an opportunity to maybe turn left or turn right, or maybe change your perception. So when I went back to being a photographer after that training, I wasn't intimidated in rooms. I got to manage to direct world famous actors or president of the United States. And that training of staying positive and being open because what might seem as a closed door might be a, a, a lame way or a, another open door for a you know, journey to an unexpected place that might find happy moments and, and unexpected joys that you wouldn't have chosen if you went in with a very you know, focused point of view. Honestly, I am not sure I am going to be able to keep this to three lessons. They are all so good. But I chose this one because it would have been so easy for Ben to quit after this experience, but he opened himself up for growth in this super unconventional way and it paid off big time. But seriously, though, think about this. Could you imagine walking into a room and directing Barack Obama while he was president? or even someone as overly confident as, I don't know, Donald Trump. I mean, outwardly, I have always come off as really confident. And I would imagine that if I were in this situation, my confidence could waver pretty easily. Here's the thing. 
Ben's success relies on him being able to manage so many different scenarios. And the improv training he got allowed him to really thrive in these situations. So I guess the lesson here is that if you can identify the problem, you can find the solution. So maybe ask yourself, what's your solution? Who knows? Maybe like Ben, it's improv. All right. Lesson number three is another good one. Uh, Like I said, they're all good. And there's a very good chance that I'm not going to be able to keep this to three. But, you know, whatever. Anyways, this lesson is about risk and reward. In the win column is the one that I took the most risk on that probably shouldn't have succeeded. There was a portrait I took of Ron Howard in Grand Central Station in New York. Um, and Ron Howard, you know, obviously a very world-famous, busy director who actually does take the train as a normal fella from, from Connecticut. He said he gave would give me five minutes and I wanted to capture the energy of New Yorkers getting off trains in Central Station. As you know, New Yorkers don't wait for anybody. And as New Yorkers get off trains, they probably take about 15 seconds to disperse. So here I am in Grand Central Station with this gigantic long film lens at the time. So the people in the station didn't know we were there. And Ron basically gave me two trains which basically gave me 15 and 15 seconds. So I got about 30 seconds, two attempts to get the perfect shot. And I had to get Ron frozen still. I had to get the crowd swarming around him. And I had to get it all in one, capture all in one frame. It all sounds great in theory. It's very, very hard to accomplish in, in real time. And I had to time it right that the exposure would blur the people and keep Ron frozen. I had a photo assistant who jumped into the train holding a light with a radio transceiver. The amount of things that should have and could have gone wrong in that portrait is astounding. The fact that we succeeded in that, um, I'm so grateful for. And I guess the greatest takeaway for me is that you have to learn to risk um, situations for great reward. You know, we could have played the safe option and just had a portrait of Ron standing there with a train in the background. We could have taken so many other options, but we really chose to, to roll the dice. If you went in there again every other day, you might not succeed, but, but I'm really, really proud of that image because it showed that you do have to take chances and that's where you'll find your biggest success. See, I told you, everything that Penn says in this episode is literally gold. I feel like every creator needs to watch or listen to this episode. I know for me, I relate to this with my work on this series with Creator Sessions. This is a project that we invest super heavily in in hopes that it serves our long-term goals and it is definitely a risk, but I am all in. But for Ben, he risked his five minutes with Ron Howard on a chance that he might not get anything worth sharing. But the reward is a pretty iconic photo of one of the world's most famous directors. But something else that I think is really important to note here is that Ben asked, and that in itself was a bit of a risk, right? You have to be willing to make the ask to get the chance at the reward. All right, all right, lesson four, and we might just keep going because honestly, everything that Ben says is gold. But this is an important lesson about respect and humanity and making sure that we as creators treat everyone with the same amount of dignity, no matter what their success looks like. So maybe that's Annie Leibovitz, right? So Ben can just casually drop her name like she's not just, you know, world-renowned portrait photographer Annie Leibovitz. 
But sometimes she's just, you know, Annie Leibovitz. And sometimes maybe you're just going to talk about basketball with Barack Obama or a hot dog or a root beer float with Warren Buffett. You know, who knows? When I'm photographing very powerful or famous people, I've just got to remember that they're just as human as you and I. I. I don't put them on a pedestal of who they are. I give them great respect to their job, but I will treat anyone in any photograph the same way at the same time. One of my heroes is Irving Penn, but it wasn't his images that affected me as much as the stories about him. There's these legendary stories of Irving Penn receiving thank you notes from famous people grateful of how he treated them um, as a photographer and as a creator. And I take great pride in that in my work when I go into an environment, how I manage and to treat other people because it not only is it gives me joy, but also affects the ability for me to go on in my career and be welcomed back into these very powerful rooms. I have this picture of the janitor who I photographed before I photographed Barack Obama in a shoot. And those pictures look the same because I gave both subjects the same level of respect and dignity. So therefore what happens is if you treat everyone with the same level of care and respect, when someone comes in who might be higher up the order of our society, I don't give them any more. So therefore why should I change who I am to them? So it helps me bring it back to being just Ben taking a photograph of Warren or Ben taking a photo of Barack, having a chat about life. I even engage them in conversation that is a great leveler. I don't ask a president about choices he made as a president. I might talk about hot dogs. I might talk about root beer floats or I might talk about sport or what things we find in life that are funny. But also what I hope to do by having an honest connection about things we can all connect on is that the image will show that at the end of the day, my, my, my portrait of this person, that when people see that image, they feel that conversation, that they realize they must have just had a conversation about the football team winning. And it will be a more honest, human connected portrait that people, when people pick up a magazine, they say, I think I know that person just a little bit more. So I think to engage people in a very human connected way will help you deal with high pressure situations to bring it back to a normal level of experience that we're all accustomed to. I think I wanted to include this because filming creator sessions has put me in rooms with a lot of creatives that I really respect. And I just especially loved Ben's advice here. I know that it certainly applies for the work that Henry and I do. So I am positive that it can apply to your work too. But I also just think that this is a lesson that's important for everyone and anyone, which is really simple. Treat everyone with the dignity and respect they deserve, whether they're a janitor or a president. Human connection is always going to be best facilitated when people feel respected. All right. I think I might finally be ready to wrap up. And I know that I said that lesson one might be the most important, but I think I lied. Listen intently here to what Ben has to say, because I think that it's the key to a lasting creative career. I'm at a stage in my career where I'm really thinking about the personal projects that I do and how I balance those with my corporate and commercial work. It's interesting, when I started off as a photographer, there were very clear roadmaps and there were, there were guidelines and there were sort of rails you could hold onto a sort of in a way on the sides. And way the media and the internet and the world has changed, that all those roadmaps and those, those paths forward have changed dramatically. So it's really interesting as a photographer to have seen the industry be so structured and now it's wide open. I think right now 
We're living in the most extraordinary times that we have the most incredible opportunities as creators. But it's also maybe the most confusing and daunting because there isn't a roadmap, there isn't a path forward. When I started out as a photographer, I had a set of pictures. I had a powerful agent. Agent took it to four magazines. They made a decision. Now people can succeed from coming at their creative careers in many different ways, different platforms. So you can have a voice and you have to choose wisely about what paths you take. There's a chance now that, you know, a, a person sitting in, in a school in Bangladesh, if they're doing incredible work, could get noticed by an editor in New York City. There's a great story of a, a young female photographer in Brazil who's taking the most beautiful pictures on Instagram. And next minute, the New York Times editor hired her to take these pictures of the most powerful women of the world. It's really important in your career to realize that you've got to keep evolving. And if you don't keep evolving, you'll actually find that your industry or your world around you will make you do it. I had points in my career that I got comfortable and I thought this is the kind of work I'll always keep doing. And then it stopped and I got pretty upset. I became very successful at photographing the most powerful people in the business world. And then that work changed and I didn't know what to do. And I then moved on to telling personal stories about women in New York and their lives. And I was terrified working on these new shoots, but it opened up new doors, new opportunities that I'm very grateful that the industry stopped giving me the work that I was comfortable doing and forced me to look afield. I'm going through one of those stages now where I've moved countries. Australia doesn't really have American presidents, so I have to change. I'm really excited, really excited to work on these new projects. Um, and there's ways that I'm going to succeed and there's ways I'm going to fail. But, you know, there's a really great way of realizing that, you know, that, that stumble might open your eyes to new avenues and new doors and new experiences. So it's really important that you keep evolving in your career to keep growing, to be inspired. Never sit still, never stop. Take a moment, enjoy the times, say good on you, but keep moving. Even though it seemed daunting and challenging that there isn't a roadmap, just keep reminding yourself, if you keep doing great work, keep the work personal, keep it profoundly, deeply personal. If you keep doing the right work for the right reasons and you stick at it, it will turn. All right, friends, let's wrap up those lessons in a nice little pretty bow. I know there's more than three, but they were all so good that I just I could not limit myself. Number one, it's our time to make the creative work that inspires future creators. And let me say that one again. It's our time. Number two, failure is inevitable and it's what you do with it that matters. Number three. Without great risk, you can't experience great reward. I know that one to be certainly true. Number four, treat everyone with the respect and dignity they deserve, no matter what their name is. And number five, this industry is ever changing and you have to be able to adapt and evolve. Ben said that we are living in an extraordinary time with so many opportunities for creators, and he is right. So, friend, go find him. Okay, friend, you should know by now that the behind the scenes section of this podcast is definitely one of the highlights for me. And I think that's just because, you know, it's fun and entertaining. It gives you a little bit more insight into how we produce it. But it also gives you a little bit more insight into, you know, personal like jokes or things that happen on set that you wouldn't otherwise know. And so I just love sharing those little pieces. All that to say, this episode was totally different because we produced and directed this episode remotely. 
And Henry's sister, who's also a filmmaker who lives in Adelaide, Australia, filmed this for us. And so I'm going to let Henry handle the behind the scenes for this episode because he also used a lot of the footage from a past project that he worked on with Ben to supplement this episode. So I think there is uh, nobody better to talk about the behind the scenes here. And I'm going to let Henry take it away. So like Haley mentioned, this episode was a really interesting one for us to shoot. At this point, Haley and I are used to being together on set in person. And we weren't sure how it would be to interview someone over Zoom. But as you can see when you watch the episode, I think it turned out just as great. And I really have to commend my sister, Marie, for that, because it wouldn't look, sound, or just be anywhere near as good as it is if she wasn't there to shoot, light, and basically co-interview Ben in person. It was also really crazy to go back and look at my footage of Ben from four years ago. It still holds up. But I realized how much I had grown as a cinematographer and as a filmmaker. There are lots of little technical things that I would do slightly differently now if I could redo it again. But overall, I think it all holds up pretty well. It's just stuff that I, um, I can see now that I'm a little bit more experienced, but most people probably wouldn't be able to pick up on. So much history has happened since then as well. And seeing footage of New York City and the US Capitol from four years ago made me so nostalgic and wistful. I uncovered footage that I didn't even remember that I had and stories that Ben had told me on camera that I completely forgot about. I was so happy that I got to use some shots and footage um, that I didn't use four years ago, and uh, revisit stories with Ben in this creator session that I didn't get to include in the final cut of my Makers Who Inspire film about him, and revisit stories with Ben in this creator session that I didn't get to uh, touch on or include in the final cut of um, our Makers Who Inspire documentary. Most of all, though, I'm just glad that Ben and I got to work together again. I truly find his story so, so amazing. And as I grow in my career, I just want to continue telling it. Just like how he tells the stories of his mentors uh, whenever he gets the chance to do so, and how he passes on the advice that he received from them. The final shoot for this episode ended up taking place in Grand Central Station here in New York. I needed B-roll for one of Ben's stories where he recounts photographing Ron Howard at Grand Central. And it just so happened that Ben was back in New York for the first time in two years. And I managed to get some footage of him in Grand Central as well to use during that scene. And I didn't realize how long it had been since I last saw him. I'm so glad that we were able to reconnect both collaboratively and creatively through working on this episode, but also just in person. And what better place to do that than Grand Central Station, one of the most famous hubs of connections and of reconnections in America. 
See, I knew that Henry needed to be the one that talked about the behind the scenes for this episode because it just makes so much more sense coming from him. Well, there you have it. I hope you have loved these lessons and podcast episode as much as I have. I would definitely go as far as saying, and I think this is true for both Henry and I, that Ben's experiences have crafted one of our favorite creator sessions to date. So let's close out with one final thought from Ben that is just too good to leave out. The best advice that was given to me was given to me by one of my mentors, Harry Benson, who was an iconic photographer, photographed everyone in the last 50 years. And Harry would always say to me, even while we're joking around, to maintain a very serious focus on our jobs. We all have fun careers. We sing or dance or take photographs or make films, but you must always maintain a very serious focus on your work. Um, you know, other advice given to me, one of my other heroes was Mary Ellen Mark that always said the most important question that you must ask yourself while you're creating is to find the truth. And I always was puzzled by that advice. I thought it was quite cryptic. But if you ask yourself on a daily basis, is this the most truthful picture I can be taking today? Have I asked myself truthful questions? Have I asked that of people around me? And it doesn't have to be in a negative way. It's a very serious question. But I, I think if you maintain that central question of finding the truth in everything you do, you, you'll succeed more than you'll fail. And another piece of advice given to me was Chris Doherty, who was a photo director at New York Magazine. And I was a young photographer. I started working for him and, and I came to a pre-production meeting and I showed him all these different ways I could photograph this project. And they were sort of references to other people's careers or work. And Chris said, I, why, why are you showing me this? I want you to show me how you photograph people because I hired you for you. And I've never forgotten that line because it reminds me every day that you need to find your own path. You can be inspired by other people. You can emulate other people's careers, but you must find your own way forward. And that's to have pride and sort of strengthen your own creative choices. That every little choice you make leads up to the output that is you and it's, it's your story. So own it and go forward with that. Sessions is brought to you by ConvertKit, where we're on a mission to help creators earn a living and build an audience of loyal fans. Learn more at ConvertKit.com. For more about Creator Sessions and to watch the full video episode, visit CreatorSessions.ConvertKit.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at CKCreatorSessions and subscribe to our YouTube channel for more inspiring content about the creator economy. 